0: Happy Friday. I hope that you have had the most amazing week. It is Friday. We are going into Halloween weekend. Now, if you did not listen to last week's episode about Halloween, go back and listen to it. It is hilarious to me and especially for the PKs as preacher kids who were not allowed to dress up for Halloween because, you know, that's taboo. Um, The reason why I want you to listen to it is because again, we just, the the conversation needs to be had. And as I watch my kids have multiple costumes and all these different things, it's hilarious to me, but go back and listen to that. But if this is your first time, you've never heard this podcast, never even knew it existed. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. I always say that tuning in is not by mistake. You were prompted to come so that you can learn something, laugh, get a relief, know you're not the only one, sprinkle some life into your world talk about some things that people may shy away from, all the things. I am Toy, the podcaster. I am also a content creator and a lifestyle and mental health and wellness blogger. I know that's a lot, got a lot of titles, but what that truly means is I am here in my space. I talk about my own personal mental health um Journey the highs, the lows, all the things in between. And I'm here to encourage, I'm here to inspire. And what works for me may not work for you, most likely won't, but it should at least spark something that will help you to either add to your journey, take away from your journey, or for you to focus on the fact that it's okay to have a journey. Because again, everybody's going to tell you that you must be perfect, you must have all the things together. And we all know if you lived in this world and you just live a little, like my great grandmother would say, just live a little you know, that's not the case. So welcome. Uh, we have a lot to talk about because y'all been doing a lot on these internet streets. Y'all have really been doing a lot on these internet streets. We know we're going to talk about mental health and wellness. We always do. We always do. But I got to talk about what y'all been doing on these internet streets. And the first thing that I want to talk about is this list of where men should not take a woman on a first date. Now this came about from a TikToker, who went on a first date? I would assume, I think it was a first date. And this man did all the things. He made a reservation, he had everything together. And the young lady of whom he was taking out wasn't physically ready, meaning she was still getting ready for the date. And so they ended up missing their reservation. And after they missed the reservation, they too were still hungry. So he ended up taking her, I believe, to. A um, cheesecake factory Matter of fact, I know it was a cheesecake factory And at this cheesecake factory She was like, oh, absolutely not Absolutely not This is not where you take me to a first date Now, since then There has been a list And I'm assuming that this is some young ladies That made this And when I say by young ladies I mean somebody definitely under their 30s That made this list Now the list goes And and hear me clearly I'm reading their list It's the Cheesecake Factory is number one. We're gonna keep going down the list. Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, The Movies, Your House, any fast food chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster, a buffet, IHOP, Denny's, The Gym, Church, Starbucks, Coffee Dates, Ice Cream Dates, Family Functions, Movie Night, that means basically Netflix and chill, somewhere that requires a long drive, bowling, nightclubs, hookah bar, a bar for just drinks, Waffle House, or sports events. This list was pretty extensive. There's what, 28 items on this list. I'm going to go down the list and say, first and foremost, depending on your budget. Now, listen, I am a lifestyle blogger and I have had the most amazing opportunity to go to small businesses and restaurants who are not chain restaurants, right? And so I can say now, I've been doing this, I'm going into nine years in November, November 9th, nine years. And I say now... I don't go to as many chain restaurants because I know the power in supporting smaller companies who have amazing food right here in the Philadelphia area or wherever I may travel. I'm always on the hunt for looking for certain things. However, when I am somewhere where I don't know many things, I will go to a chain restaurant because at least I know what I'm going to get. Now, back in the fact that I have been married for 11 years to the same man, for 11 years, we have been knowing each other for over 20 plus years. Our first date was Allen Street Grill and that was in University Park, AKA Penn State. That was not a chain restaurant. It is isn't considered an upscale restaurant in Penn State. I don't even think it's there anymore. I haven't, I don't think it's there anymore. But nonetheless, during that time, he did not take me to a chain restaurant. So I could say, okay, he didn't take me there for a first date. And I know after you've dated, you go to different places because clearly I've been to Cheesecake Factory with my husband. Uh, and even when we were dating, clearly I've been to Applebee's. Clearly I've been to Chili's, not Chipotle. No, that's not necessarily a first date. So that I will give you. Olive Garden, stop playing with me right now because many of us have tried that all-you-can-eat pasta, so don't do that. The movies... um, I've gone to the movies, my husband and I have gone on dates to the movies, even when we were dating, cause we were broke college kids. It is what it is. And also keep in mind, you have to realize what part of your life are you in? If you're 40 plus, I could see you having your certain set of standards. If you're in your twenties, I'm not saying that you can't have them. You can have your standards at no matter what age. I don't even know why I said 40 plus, but I can see if you're further down in your in life when you're 40, because your career is different. When you have an established career, you can afford to go to places that are not chain restaurants, right? But when you first start and fresh out of uh, college, or you fresh out of high school, you ain't you may not your money might not be there. Um, so the movies I've done that. Uh, your house definitely, absolutely not. I'm not going to anybody's house for the first date. Not going to your house. We ain't cuddling up on your couch. I what was the most? What's I guess the most brokest date I have ever been? I don't know. I got to think it's been a long time since I've been in a dating world. I mean, I've been married for 11 years. We were engaged for two years. We've been with each other forever and a day, known each other for over 20 plus years. I don't know. I think for honestly, I think me and my husband's cheapest date might've been Applebee's, which is why I'm not against Applebee's because that two was it two for 20, two for 20. When we had first started having our kids date nights was so far a few in between that. We just had to do what we had to do. Sometimes, we can only get out for a couple of hours and we didn't have time to get all dolled up and hit these streets. But that two for 20 hit different when you ain't been out in a hot minute, right? You ain't been out in a hot minute. So I have been to Applebee's two for 20. I don't see a problem, but your house don't take me to your house that we don't even take me to your house. Even if the date is getting good, unless I tell you that this is what we're doing because don't take me to your house. Any fast food chain. Yeah, that's not a, that's, I agree with that. Buffalo Wild Wings, I've never been to Buffalo Wild Wings, not even never, like I've never stepped my baby toe in a Buffalo Wild Wings, not even grown. Uh, Wingstop, that's something you eat when you're like chilling on the couch somewhere, so don't take me there. Red Lobster. Now, Queen B, Queen B herself made a song talking about them Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Stop playing with me. Everybody's money ain't long. So you got to do what's according to your budget. And if you go to red lobster and get them cheddar bay biscuits, do you, they said a buffet. Absolutely not. Do not take me to a buffet. That that, that is not it. Cause I need somewhere where I can sit one-on-one with you. And yes, I know I can grab my food, eat as my, as I want and sit one-on-one with you and talk. But the energy inside of a buffet is normally very loud. There's kids running around. It's it's just not the right the right place. I hop for a first date, yeah, no. But if you're in college and you are on a budget, if your situation is like that, I could see that. If we're both in college, that's not a problem. Denny's, Denny's, no, not for a first date now because I'm in my 40s. But if a Denny's as a college student, Eaton Park, because that's what they used to have at Penn State, again, college student for a first date, yeah, y'all got to keep these first dates in, in perspective of where you are in your life. Uh, the church and the, or the gym first. No, that's not a first date. Don't try me. Uh, Church, absolutely not. Um, I love Jesus with all my heart. I am a PK, which is a preacher's kid. I done did all the church I need to do. And I'm honored that you would want to take me into your place of worship just so I can get a better sense of like how you do. But church is the most annoying place to take a date. This is the reason why. If you grew up in a church like I grew up in one, the second you step your foot into a church. All eyes are on you. It is the most uncomfortable thing to do. I took my husband at the time we were dating, but this is, we had been dating for a while. And he came to my church. Every woman in my church is nosy as all hell. All hell. Do you understand me? Every bit of it. And so oftentimes, uh, taking a man to a church, especially with a whole bunch of single folk, they're going to be all up in your business. Even the married marinated ones, they're going to be like, who's this man, Harpo? What is you doing with him? How long you know each other? It's too uncomfortable. So church is definitely out. Starbucks or coffee dates. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I, I don't know what, I, I love coffee and I love Starbucks. Right. And for me, I would get excited just to go to Starbucks, but not as a date, because I feel like that's a cheap way to say, I didn't think you were worthy of an actual date. So let me just see if this will work. Uh, Let me just have a little talk with Jesus and tell him about my troubles. This ain't the place to take a first date. Ice cream dates. Again, this is all in the same category of the most cheapest of dates. Um, Even for a college student, you can go get a meal at the Applebee's for two for 20. Like you can do something. Uh, Family functions do not do not take a woman to your family function as a first date. First of all, I don't even know you enough and know if I want to put up with you and all your quirks and all your ins and your outs to be dealing with you and then dealing with your family. I don't know them people. I don't want to talk to your mom and them. Like I don't want to talk to them yet. I don't even know if you're worthy for me to even cross that level of talking to your mom and your aunt, your grandmom, all your cousins and them. Cause I don't know if I got to square up or not. Everybody's family ain't rated G. Some people's family is rated R but you got to come in with your, with your Glock nine. Like you, you can't be in there talking to people with their family. So don't do that. Um, movie night, which is AKA Netflix and chill. Keep it pushing. If you're calling me for a Netflix and chill, this is not a date. This is a booty call. And just say that. Cause let me decide if I want to just be your booty call. Maybe that's all I want. Maybe I just want to get laid for the night and keep it moving. Let me decide. But as a first date to make an impression to see where this is going to go, that ain't it. Don't do that. Um, Somewhere that requires a long drive. I went on this date in my twenties, and this was like after college. My husband and I—we were dating. We had broken up after I went left Penn State, and I was dating this guy. I call him Jay, and Jay took me on this date where he drove me from Lancaster to Harrisburg. I was kind of intimidated by it because I did know him. I knew him fairly well, but this was. Was this considered our first date? Yeah, this was our first date. And we went to Harrisburg. I honestly thought we were going to dinner. I didn't really ask kind of sort of where we were going. Maybe I should have. And so we went to Harrisburg. We went to a nightclub, which is on this list as well, um, is a place that you don't go for a first date. And I'm not really, I'm totally against nightclubs if that's the first stop of your date. If we hit a club and want to dance and shake our behinds and get our dance on after we sat down and had a meal, that's completely different. The only reason why I gave Jay the pass was because we had really actually known each other for quite some time. And so we weren't really getting to know each other. We were just enjoying each other's company. But I would say, normally, don't put me in your car, taking me long periods of time. Get me somewhere where the Uber, and I know I could have gotten an Uber from Harrisburg to Lancaster. It's not that far, but anything over 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and you driving me out of the city, don't do that. Like, give me a heads up. Let me know. I've heard of this most elaborate, you know, dates where they take you and you go to Baltimore. Like, let's say you're here in Philly. You go to Baltimore, you go to like a little cruise boat dinner and you come back and you do know those things. That's all well and good, but let a sister know, because I need to be comfortable with you to make sure that I'm in a car with somebody that they're going to take me somewhere away from an environment that I'm used to and put me in a situation where I may not be comfortable. And I knew Jay and I still was a little uncomfortable with that, but that's what happened. But don't do it. Um, Hookah bars. No, thank you. I, I have smoked hookah. Please don't take me to no hookah bar. Hookah bar. I'm good. Um, A bar for just drinks. Uh, again, this aligns with the same thing of a coffee date. This is some cheap situation where you didn't feel like I was honorable to take me on a real date. So you took me to get a couple of drinks. Now, if we get a couple of drinks after our initial date, maybe the same date, but let's say we had dinner, we sat down, we had a long conversation, everything was going well and you just didn't want to leave each other's presence. So you say, hey, are you up for a couple of drinks? A little nightcap, that's fine. That's a considered the first date, but at least a second event. And that's because you've gotten comfortable. The date has went well. I have gone on dates where the dates have gone well. And yeah, we have gotten drinks and everything else. Laughed, joked it up, and you know, went about our way. That's totally good. Um, the Waffle House, glory be to God, No. I mean, that has to be almost in alignment with the same. Yes, it's a meal, but come on now. Y'all know how the Waffle House is. Every Waffle House I've ever been to has been some, you know, spot you go to after, like, especially if you've been out, that's the spot you go to on the after after. Now, if we hit up a date, a proper date, we go have a few drinks and then we go to the Waffle House because now we still can't get out of each other's presence. We really are vibing. And then we decide to go to the Waffle House. Again, that's the second or third event. That's not the first one. Okay. Sports events. Sports events for the first day is out because you don't really get to talk to each other. Now, if you're doing a sports event first and a late dinner after, then I might be down because now you've gotten me into an environment where we can kind of like break the ice first. We can have a good time. We have a couple of drinks. We're laughing, we're cheering. We're kind of seeing how you do in these sports events because some of y'all men be tripping. I mean, I get it. The environment is hostile. You know, you be doing the most, but I've seen people lose it. So if we're doing that first, first and then going on a second date, maybe. But that's for somebody who can control their liquor. Because if you get in a sports event and you go in and you're having like six or seven beers, now you're slosh and that's our date, like that's enough. However, I will say that we'll be revealing and very good to know because now you've gotten that out the way you know this person can't hold hold their liquor. So that's actually a good, that might be a good indicator. But no, first dates at a sporting event only if there is a second location to go to after that, like a late dinner something else. But yeah, sporting events. I say this, everybody should have some sort of standard. That young lady was so mean to that gentleman after he took her to the the cheesecake factory, because she was like, do I look like the girl that could be out going to the cheesecake factory? Maybe not, but do you need to be looking like the girl that can get your behind ready for a date in time? If you need all day to get ready for a date, Okay. Then why ain't not you get ready earlier in the day? Um, all that primping and prancing is great because you want to set a good impression. You want to look good. I'm all for looking good, feeling good, doing all these things. But some of y'all, you could put all that primping and pramping and that's all they are going to get out of that really, because you ain't coming in there with nothing else but primping and pramping. Like I need you to get yourself together, get to this date and go and see what this is about. Especially when you get a little older, because You know, you got to figure out what your intentions are for dating. When you go into a first date, this is not a a husband uh, interview, right? Obviously, you don't want to date just to be dating if that's where you are in your life. But y'all got to start putting this particular list into the category of where you are in your life. 18-year-old me, 19-year-old me, I would have went to about 70% of those things on that list. 70% thank god i'm not in the dating world right now so i don't have to worry about that but some of these places my husband and i go to now because we're in an established relationship you don't care like you want to get out you want to enjoy each other's company right and now that we're married we're trying to get out get and have our drinks and get back home so we can do some things right i really don't care where we go my husband and i could be sitting on the porch and have a good time so it just depends on who you're with but for new daters fresh daters figure out where you are in your life and have all your standards, but don't be mean about it. The way that that girl treated that man about this cheesecake uh, date was out of control. Like sis, you ain't never been to a cheesecake. Remember this isn't him going there as the initial date. The reason why you're at the cheesecake factory is because you couldn't get your life together. You couldn't figure out how to do your makeup and get your hair whipped up. Sis, it don't take all that. I promise you, it don't take all that. Because most women who take all that, they're already pretty much put together that way. They're just trying to put together outfits and stuff. Why you ain't do that the day before? Get your outfits together. Go and, and, and have backup options. Why ain't you do that? See, I feel like... We're not being realistic in our situations. We're not being realistic of how we approach things. So y'all was doing the most this week about this list. And some of these comments on these lists, I know for a fact y'all need to stop lying. Especially about them Cheddar Bay Biscuits, right? I fools with them Cheddar Bay Biscuits, first of all. Beyonce. Beyonce, who is a whole millionaire, says she'd take her boo to the to the, uh, Red Lops and get them biscuits. Now, she didn't say... She was sitting in that red lobster. She said she'd get you some. That means she may get you on a jet, get you on a plane, have that stuff delivered to her, but she not even anti-cheddar bay biscuits. So y'all need to stop playing around. So make sure whatever dating list you use is the one that you choose and that you want, that you, that you have your standards for. That's all I can say. But let's go ahead and go to the most extreme situations that have taken place on these internet streets. Brian McKnight, the beautiful brown-skinned songstress of all time. From not all time, but up there with the, with the greats, great singer, great performer. If you've ever been to one of his concerts, you already know. However, as a, as a human being, as a father, trash, trash energy, straight trash energy. I have talked about toxic parents many times before, um, specifically toxic mothers. I even have a blog post that I will include for toxic mothers in this post. So if you go to the show notes, you can read it for yourself Toxic parents are the worst. So let's get the story together. Brian McKnight has, I believe, at least two biological children before this new marriage. He was married to the children of his, um, the mother of his children of the first two. I know he has at least two a daughter and a son. And the son and the daughter have had this tumultuous relationship. They're estranged, they don't really deal with one another. But Brian McKnight, although the kids have taken and done some things as well, Brian McKnight has taken Petty to a whole nother level. He has decided to change his namesake. So he has a Brian McKnight Jr., the actual junior, which is his namesake. He decided to change his child's name, uh, change his name, I believe, so that he could match his newest son. So his wife, his current wife, has two kids from a previous relationship. He treats them like they are, he birthed them them himself. Nothing wrong with that on the surface, except for the fact he doesn't do the same for his, not his biological kids. Now he has his newest son who he's just acting like this baby is from King Zamunda and treats this child like, you know, Jesus Walt. Um, just so we're clear, changing this name and doing all these different things isn't going to change the fact that you are still biologically these other kids' father. And the fact that the world now knows, like all this time he's been crying on the internet, Crying on the internet Crying on the internet About how these kids His biological first kids Were just like You know So You know Such an issue So problematic And then turned around And did some problematic Crap himself Like I need you to understand That doing problematic things Doesn't change The fact that Everybody's just doing The wrong stuff At this point I really like Brian McKnight Prior to this And there's even a concert Here in Philadelphia That I'm quite sure I'm not going It's only because of the fact of you will go through that type of hate. You hate your child and yourself that much that you're showing the world that even if your child was off, you were off as well. And if at this point you might be even worse off because nobody should be acting like this. Yes. So what he did was he actually legally changed his actual name. (laughs) He has a nine month old son with his wife, Leilani Mendoza. And he decided to change his name to Brian... Kanoa Makoa Jr. No Brian Makoa Manoa Jr. is his son okay that is his newest son his name is Brian Kanoa Makoa McKnight Sr. Even though he was always Brian McKnight now he is Brian Kanoa Makoa McKnight Sr. So that is this newest baby could now be his junior, even though he already has a junior. So technically this is his junior junior. It's a hot ass mess. Sorry. It is. You hate yourself that much. You hate your child that much. You really hate the world and your kids that much that you will go through this length to make sure that this newest son is the is is crowned the the king, the king the king baby. I don't get it. I believe that again. With his new wife and his new kids, he should treat them just as he would his original kids. But you can't mistreat the original kids and then give all the things to the younger kids or these other kids just because. You had a falling out with your son and daughter and especially with his daughter was just completely out of control. And to do that and to make a church announcement, see, this, see I grew up in a church. When you make them church announcements, that means you want everybody, you want everybody to know. And since Instagram and social media has become the new, news spot, we all now know how trash of human you are. Like we out, we all know, like there's no doubt in our mind that you're trash because you let the whole world know. So now we know. And so what are we going to do with this information, sir? What do you want us to do with this? What do you want us to do with the fact that we all now know that you're trash because of the way that you are now acting? Let me know. Because at this point, again, what did you want us to do? Like, tell me. All right. Um, these issues are just plain ridiculous to me. Th- this is just plain ridiculous. And you know, what's crazy. There's other parents who do the same thing. Let me tell you how I've seen where parents have said they have multiple kids, but they only highlight the one child because that's their, their golden child. I'm here to let you know, when you keep having golden child children amongst your children, and you want to highlight one over the other, the one that you highlight is going to be the one that's going to break your heart the most. I just want to put that out there because as a parent, I go out of my way to make sure that my kids, they're not treated equal. Everybody has treated in their own way, but loved all the same. My kids need me differently at each moment. So I give myself to them differently as they need it. And I also explain that while I'm doing it because I don't want one child to feel ostracized over the other. But some people grow up and they have the, the 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 kingdom child the child everybody roots behind they put all their energy behind only for that child to disappoint you only for that child to, to do the most only for that child to break your heart only for that child to grow up and be a disappointment because you didn't put all this energy behind that one and didn't do no no uh love giving no giving uh you know support behind all of your kids and see this is my thing if you can't support them all don't support none at this point Right, show up and be the parent you're supposed to be, even when your kids act a fool. Because we know I'm a child, right? A child of not my parents, right? There's been plenty of times where I've acted a hot mess, but you got to stay who you're supposed to be because changing because I'm a change is is ple- completely different. It's crazy to me. Um, I don't know what the Midnights are going to do, but what I will say, I'm going to give much props to Brian McKnight Jr., which is the actual oldest son um, of Brian McKnight, his first namesake is that he was very classy in his response. And I do mean classy. He's a lot more classier than me because I'm telling you right now, I'm not Michelle Obama. So when you go low, I'm going go all the way low. Like when you go low, I'm going low, low. Brian McKnight Jr., this is the son, says, I'm not ashamed of the name my ancestors had. I'll never change the name my own son now has. We are witnessing an obscene level of self-hate that has reached mental illness status at this point. All we can do is pray for that man and my little brother, who we will all welcome with open arms one day, once he realized who his real family is. Legacy isn't in the name, it's in the character of the people. It will all be quite clear soon, just who's on the right side of all of this, because there's no escaping what's coming. I'm here for that. That was classy, because see me, I'd have let them know, and see that's why i be working on me. This is why I stay in therapy, because I'm telling you, i be ready to respond but see, I would have called them and let them, like I would have called my parents and let them know they was out of pocket. Even if we didn't agree, like, let's be clear. i give given and do give my parents the most, uh, most respect, but I'm also the most, what's the word? Not aggressive, but I am the one that's the most talkative, which means I'm not the one that's gonna sit there and eat my rice in the corner. If something is not right, I don't care who's involved, I'm going to speak up. I don't gotta be disrespectful in doing it, but I'm going to speak up. I'm probably, out of all three of my siblings, I'm gonna be that one. If there's one that's gonna make a stand and say something that's not scared to be vo- vo- vocal, it's gonna be me. I'm okay with that. Cause I'm raising three kids that hopefully will do the same. Um, but I would have called them. I would have called them. I would have made that statement online. Mm, no, I may not. I might've called them first just to have that conversation to see what they were going to do. And then after that, just depending on the response, I might've went in, I might've went in, but I would've went in on the phone, right? I would've went on the phone because again, this is some type of self-hate foolishness. You hate me so bad that you would try to change, no, not try, you changed your name so that you can keep and prop up the other children. And I'm not against this new baby getting all the things. I'm not even against the new wife's children who are grown, by the way, getting things either. What I am against is self-hate. What I am against is toxic parent. And this is why when I go on TikTok and I see parents, especially the older generation, who their kids are estranged from them, there's a reason Stop lying to yourself. Every child ain't going off and is dis- and is wrong about it, right? I hate that. I hate that we want to sit there and say, um, oh, you know, well, these kids are just dis- disrespectful. Yeah, kids are disrespectful. Grown little kids, big kids, in between kids, kids that you ain't had yet, they can be disrespectful. But sometimes when this pain and hurt is going on, don't try to disfuse it. Don't say whatever. I hate that. Listen, don't respond to me and I'm coming to you about something. If you hit me with the whatever, I've heard whatever so many times that the second you say whatever to me and dismiss me, I have learned in therapy that I'm not shutting down to not address it. I have to immediately disconnect myself to not not just be so verbal because my new response now is I'm not taking that. Like you're not going to whatever me. You're not going to whatever me and okay. You're not going to whatever me to death. Cause it's not going to work out. Like I am the type of person that will say, listen, whether you agree with it or not, that is my truth. That was my response to whatever you said or did from the past. You've got to be able to hear that. But Brian McKnight senior, he need Jesus. I don't know what, what bath we have to, you know, throw him in so he can get a new, uh, baptism, but he is not right. He is not right. Again, I hate that all of this is spilling out on the internet. And like, when I talk to my parents about things like this, a lot of times they say, well, why does this stuff come on the internet? Well, because people have a right to post what they want to post, right? And when you post it, see, he posted it first. Nobody would have even have noticed maybe for a lot or a little while that he was anything other than Brian McKnight Jr. Senior. Nobody would have ever noticed that. Since he wanted to make a church announcement and put it out there and make sure everybody's fully aware, the disrespect to your other kids is so loud the disrespect is loud but what I don't like is the older generation want to have their disrespect loud but they want your response to be quiet no ma'am no sir respectfully respectfully absolutely not see I used to always say match people's energy and I know you're not supposed to match people's energy because you know you're going to give away your energy and all that stuff. stop right there y'all can't throw rocks and hide hands I've had this conversation many times with my aunts, grandparents, parents, whomever. This isn't about throwing weight and acting like I'm bigger and badder because that's not it. I don't have to prove anything because when you're grown, like, see, that's the one thing I love about being grown. When you're grown, you already know you're grown. So nobody needs to tell you nothing, especially when you're grown and you don't need nobody to pave your way and pay your way. You good. But. You've got this older generation, hear me clearly. If you're listening to me and you are over the age of 50, 60 years old, I need you to lean in, like put your body and lean on in, lean, lean in on in. I'll wait, come on, lean on in. All right, you here, listen to me. I believe in giving the older generation the most utmost respect. You are here. You have done the things that I have yet to do. And I will look to you for encouragement, for to look for you to, to match your cadence, to look for you for guidance. I'm all for that. Like I am team all that, but there are habitual line steppers in the 60 plus year old people and above. One thing about my great grandmother, she was in her nineties. I think she was 95 when she passed. She didn't have to command respect because respect was given because of the way she treated people, right? She ain't never have to beat her chest and let nobody know that she could, she brought you in this world. She'd take you out. She had to do none of that. Cause we already knew that, right? So we already gave her the respect. It's them 60 and plus older folks that's still trying to let us know. We know, we heard you, we've heard you our whole lives, but this right here, you will definitely get a public response. You will, And even if you don't get a public response, I will definitely have a conversation with you. I will not let nothing like this slide. I will not let nothing like this slide because you know what's going to happen? I hold it in. I'm hurt. I'm resentful, I'm in my feelings and I'm throwing darts at something that y'all ain't gonna never feel. I had to at least speak my peace. And when I go in to speak my piece, already know you're not going to change. Already know you're not going to be hearing. Already know you're going to hit the whatevers. Already know you're going to be, that ain't true. That didn't happen. We already know that. We already know going into a situation, that's what you're going to be. But for me, at this age of 40 plus, I have to be able to speak my piece. I'm not going to hold all this anger in, hold all this resentment and all this animosity in without saying something to you directly. Now, if you block me and I can't get through, I'm at least try. And if I do get through and you don't hear me again, I went in knowing you wouldn't, but I'm going to say what I have to say. There are so many people that I know in my own inner circle that be having these deep seated issues with their parents and nobody ever says anything. And you sitting up in therapy for 20,000 years because you won't release it. And you can't release it because maybe you can release it without ever having that conversation. But some of us be needing that conversation. Go ahead and have it. But 16 and up, I need y'all to go ahead and be willing to listen. I know you're not going to change. We already know. We already know you stuck in your ways. We already know you come in with your fist clenched. We know you're going to come in telling everybody how you're the adult, you're the parent. Because you're the parent doesn't make you right. What makes you a parent is that you lay down and had a baby. And whether that baby is 40 years old, whether that baby is 20 years old, that baby still needs to hear and be able to speak their piece. Because again, you are the parent. We give you that much respect. We know that. We don't need you to remind us and nobody should be coming at you with the hollering and the screaming and the cussing and the fussing, but coming to you and talking to you about how we feel is not disrespect. I need y'all to get that. Just like disagreeing with someone is not disrespect. It's just simply not agreeing with you. You got to be able to be in this world with people disagreeing with you without actually, you know, going to a sudden of violence. I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that at this age. If you touch me and you start fighting on me, police is getting called. I'm not fighting my parents. I'm not fighting my mom and daddy. If I ever get in a situation where it even got to that point where I needed to, you know, get all that. I'm not even just coming around. I'm just going to let me let me bow out gracefully. Let, let me let me go ahead and get out of here. Let me go ahead and get out of here because it's not worth it. I'm not allowed to watch my kids do the same. I'm not going to do anything disrespectful. I'm not even going to do all that raising of my voice and stuff. I'm going to say what I got to say. And if we come to the point where we're just not at we're not talking, we just have to have that moment. And we'll come together when the Lord allows because I'm not doing all this. But this is just out a pocket but you can't never tell nobody that's older that they wrong because they don't want to receive it no especially in the black community I'm sorry y'all don't ever want to say you are wrong there's okay when I was growing up parents didn't even say they were sorry they would just be like come down here and eat not in this house not in my house and my house I'm bold enough and willing enough and open enough and coachable because as a parent, I'm learning every day from my kids, as they learn from me, that I can say I'm sorry, but also change the behavior. See, I'm not growing up and letting my kids grow up in a house where I just say any old thing, do any old thing, and then we can't apologize. We're not doing that here. I can't I can't go back and change what happened in my past. My parents didn't do all that and apologize and chill. I mean, I remember sometimes they apologized for the most part. Most black parents didn't apologize. That just wasn't the time back then but y'all got to get to the point where y'all still remain coachable. Yes, you're grown. You paying your own bills. Nobody has to tell you nothing. You the parent, you the mama, you the daddy. Listen, not the mama, not the daddy, all those things, but y'all got to be coachable too. Cause this right here could be avoided just by learning to just, first of all, break this foolishness up, have a conversation. Everybody just be willing to hear, not willing to respond. See, some people are willing to respond off what they hear. If you say one thing, they're going to do something else. Like I come into situations like that often. So sometimes I gotta kind of tell myself, back down, girl, relax, girl, calm down, girl. Don't go in there like that girl, because that's just the way people are. But you got to be willing to have a conversation because this outwardly display of shenanigans and foolery right here is a hot ass mess. And any parent that agrees with him, I'm going to say this. I'm going to be bold enough to say it where your kids can't say it because they are scared of you, but I'm not. You are a hot ass mess. I stand two, th- two, ten, ten, 10, toe downs on that. I stand on that forever. Cause if you agree with the way Brian McKnight is acting, you can join the hot ass mess express and go and gallop up into the future where you'll be by yourself. And I pray you get yourself together because you'll be sitting somewhere. not somebody's nursing home, praying that somebody comes and visits, just putting that out there. All right, let's move away from that toxic behavior because you know I can get riled up about that. I, it's just one of my pet, personal pet peeves. It's literally one of my personal pet peeves. And let me tell you why. I'm going to tell you why, then we're going to move on. The reason why it's my personal pet peeve because I used to be extremely toxic. So I was the kid that was just like out of pocket, doing the most, hollering and screaming, ready to knuck if you buck. That was me. But my life is so different now that I don't have the tolerance for this This right here, this is why I'm automatically saying something. I'm not checking no adults. I can't check a parent. Like I'm not checking my parents. I can never do that. But if this was my parents, we would have to have a conversation or we'd have to come to the understanding that we would never be having a conversation again, right? Um, And I've had moments like that, not necessarily with my parents, but I've definitely had moments with other adults where I'm just like, we not, we not doing this. And actually, no, I've had moments like this with my parents. I've had moments like this with my parents. I'm going to be honest and real about it. I've had moments with my parents where I stopped talking for a while because I just had to get me together. Like I couldn't, whatever they were doing, whatever they were saying, just didn't agree with. I needed time to get me together. And I was still in that knuck if you buck moment. And it wasn't knucking tonight like, to like fight them. It wasn't all that. Cause God forbid they hear that and be like, oh, here you go. Da, da, da. We don't need all that. What I am saying is my first intuition is to be aggressive. My first intuition is to not let anything slide and um my first intuition is absolutely to go off the deep end. Like literally, my first intuition like I'm fighting first asking questions later. This is how I was before. So I do very much I try very hard to move away from that mentality to try to find some understanding, to be coachable, to listen, but this right here, I could never let slide. And the toxic behavior that I was, I have to move that far away from toxicity that I can't dibble my foot into that. I just can't. Now, this weekend is daylight savings time. This is when we go into hibernation mode. And it sounds great. We feel like we get that quote unquote extra hour of sleep when reality, if you're a parent, (laughs) parents, you already know that extra hour of sleep is not the will. First of all, these kids do not sleep in, they don't even believe in the spirit of sleep in. All it does is it gives you an hour to be like, oh my God, I thought it was late and to discover that you're not. Um, But with Daylight Savings Time, there are just a few practices that we need to make sure that we ensure so that we're not overly tired or stressed out about the time change because it can be overwhelming. Um, First of all, continue trying to eat as healthy as you possibly can. Continue your workout plan. Don't let it go to where you feel like. You know, I don't have to work out. I'm fine. Like continue whatever points and plans that you have and also try to get up at the same time that you normally would. So that means you're going to be, have to be aware of your time to set your time the way you need to. If you have iPhones or any products, and I think Android may do it too, but I'm not team Android, so I don't know. I think they automatically will switch over, but if you use like a traditional, you know, alarm clock, just set it, do all the things at midnight before you go to bed. Um, just so you're prepared. Try to get the same, again, try to stick to your normal schedule Because sometimes I feel like we tell ourselves that we're going to get this extra hour So we do like the most Don't do the most Do what you've normally done Um, Increase your self-care Increase your self-care for the first few days This is detrimental too, like when we lose that hour But still, even with gaining this quote-unquote hour There are a few things that will change You're going to come home and it's going to be darker A lot earlier than normal And that really does a number Especially if you deal with like seasonal depression Which if you haven't listened to any of the Episodes that talk about seasonal depression Go ahead and give it a listen This is very imperative Because coming home when it's darker Gives you less energy or makes you feel As if one you should just sit in the house All day finish watching TV Not have movement not continue with your Regular schedule you may find that you May not want to go out as much because it's Dark so early Try to try, 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 try to keep with your schedule. If you know that you are prone for seasonal depression, start bringing out those tools such as the blue light when you're sleeping. If you use the uh, light therapy like I do, which I'm gonna plug in today because i want to make sure that I'm prepared for it, is making sure that you use it. 15 minutes per day is something that you need that'll help you to be able to see what you need to see, give you that artificial light, make you feel as if you're in the, the light when you're not. Sometimes I tend to use it more at night. Sometimes I, it just depends. Most times I use it at night just because again, that darkness early really triggers, triggers like that season depression in me. Sleep is essential. If you're struggling with sleep, I want you to be honest about that. Talk to your doctor to talk about plans For me, I use sleep phones, which I will put a link in the show notes because they are soft. You never like go to bed and you want to listen to um, music or you want to listen to um, what's the sound, the white sound and things like that, white noise, but maybe you have a partner or someone that you, you know, sleep in a bed with, that's your business. Um, This is not my time to judge you, but it's a soft headphone that you can put on your head And it's not like the bulky ones where you're sleeping on it, it hurts. It feels like having like an earmuff on, but not even really an earmuff. And it's super soft. You put it on your head and I can listen to the white noise. I can listen to my music that'll help me sleep. Um, I also will start using, well, I've already started using, but I suggest that if you use a weighted blanket for like, if you deal with anxiety, sleeping issues, sleep with a weighted blanket. Start off with like a 15 pound one first or even a 12 pound Start off with those before you work yourself up to 25. Everybody does not need a 25 pound weighted blanket. Get a 10 pound one, get a 12 pound one, get a six pound one, get whatever poundage that you need first. Start off light, work your way up. You may not even need it, but it gives you like this warm hug. And for me, it helps to sustain myself to stay in one position while I'm asleep. The tossing attorney is, is you know, decreased so that I'm able to get a better quality sleep so your weighted blanket, your light therapy, sticking to your sleep schedule, keeping some form of a healthier um eating option is great. I know that during this time because we're about to go into Halloween, you know, weekends going to come with some Halloween parties, you have all this candy around. You know, straight from Halloween, it's like you blink and Thanksgiving is here. You blink again, Christmas here. You blink for a half a second and New Year's is here. We are going into some of the heavily enjoyable eating holidays. Please don't start this this spirit of um, deprivation where you're going to tell yourself you're going to deprive yourself so that you go into this deep guilt about not eating the things that you want. Don't do that. Substitute. Learn how to do healthy substitutes. For instance, I'm going to eat the things that I want. I'm telling you that straight up from the gate. If I'm it, I'm eating it Um, for the simple fact that oftentimes telling yourself that you're not going to have something and then giving yourself and going through this drama of I'm guilty. I can't believe I ate that. That that's crazy to me. Eat what you're choosing to eat and eat it in moderation. You don't need to eat 15 of them. Eat one. You don't need to eat 10 of them. Eat two. Drink one. Have two cocktails. Like figure that out. What I have started to do is I've started to increase. I still have wine. I still have cocktails in my house. This is not a dry house, right? But I have increased by having bottles of non-alcoholic drinks. I bought two bottles of a a non-alcoholic drink um, from Jim Bar. And I'll actually link them in in the show notes as well. And the reason why is because I know that I'm going to have a cocktail, I know that I'm going to enjoy my snacks, I know that I'm going to have my apple pies and my desserts because we're in that cozy season where people tend to little, you know, have a little bit of comfort food, you tend to put a little bit more weight on. I try to substitute when I can because when I want to have my things, I will. This weekend, I plan to go out with the girls, a couple of my girls. We're going to an actual bar that is exclusively for the bars. Like We're going to eat there, but we're going there for the drinks. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to have my drinks because I know that I am, but 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 I may substitute where, again, I have one, one cocktail, my one non-alcoholic cocktail or two non-alcoholic cocktails, not necessarily before or after, but just in the midst of my, my normal healthy lifestyle. Learning to add different things into your lifestyle is perfect. That's what I do. Um, I'm always very clear that there's just certain things that I feel like I want to have. There's certain things that I want to enjoy. And so I will do just that. I enjoy things like that because it allows me to feel good about the things that I'm putting in my body without acting like I'm some health nut that I can't enjoy life. Like it's just, that's not it for me. I want to be able to enjoy life. And to be honest with you, it's weird because as we get into the winter months and my self, my usual season of depression does, does kick in. It's actually already started, but I've been doing better so far to maintaining it by being honest about where I am being honest about it around the people that are the closest to me withdrawing when I need that withdrawal this has been a week of withdrawal but not like a withdrawal where I'm like secluded to with a, with myself and I'm not talking to people I actually been talking more to people but I've been enjoying downtime like I've had a few events this week there were some that I just didn't go to um one I missed because I was having a mental health day. I needed a mental health day, and I didn't even realize I had the event. And I apologize to that PR, but there's some that I didn't sign up for because I'm like, I'm kind of enjoying a little downtime. Like I'm enjoying some quiet. I I am enjoying not having to be on, not having to be somewhere every 2.3 seconds. So this week has been good. And I encourage every last person that's listening to add some downtime to your schedule. It doesn't matter if you're a parent. You don't have to be a parent to enjoy downtime. You don't even have to be a married person to enjoy downtime. Everybody in this planet needs some downtime. The other day I was discussing with my kids, You know, we have our routine when we come home and about how we get our homework done and get their snacks together and they get all these things done. And I was encouraging them, like, listen to what I'm telling you, get in there and get what you have to get done so you can have your own set of me time. I personally like to make sure that my kids have at least one hour before they go to bed of downtime. That means that they're sitting down, enjoying an activity that they like, um, having some time to kind of you know, decompress because this whole concept that kids don't need downtime is crazy to me you know, the concept that kids don't need to be respected, the concept that, oh, well, they're just kids. What are they doing? They don't have a life. You know, their life is made for them. Yeah, their life is made for them because my husband and I had them, right? They're supposed to be made for them. They're supposed to have a life that's supposed to be good because didn't we bring them here? Okay. So since they're here, they do deal with their own level of stress. Do you know how many kids are going to school and having lockdown drills about If there's an active shooter, they're stressing about the peer pressure of learning how to socialize amongst each other, just like some adults who are feeling at that. Um, There's a lot of levels of things going on. So kids need time to decompress. I have been trying to teach my kids self-care, even though they're kids, because learning about self-care doesn't pop open when you become an adult or a teenager. They should be learning about that now. So we are always encouraging them, get in the house after school. Get your snacks, get your homework done, get your shower, get dinner done, clean up so you can have some downtime. It's important, everybody, everybody needs it. So I am encouraging you, being booked and busy is a blessing. I'm always booked, I'm always busy, I'm always somewhere, I'm always somewhere. But also increasing downtime, especially with the holiday season coming up, prioritize what events that you want to go to. There are some events that I go to religiously every year because I thoroughly enjoy them. I look forward to them. I make sure that my schedule allots for them. I go in and I seek them, make sure that I have them together. There are certain things that me and my family do. That means the people in my house, we enjoy certain activities that we do together. They are non-negotiable. We enjoy them. So I'm looking forward to them. I can't fit everything in my schedule. There's a lot of no email going out. There's a lot of no emails going out lately. I'm sorry. I can't be there. I am not a duplication. It's only me. I'm a one woman team. And I can't even say really a woman team. My husband is kind of like in the background helping with a lot of things. My kids help out every now and again. But for the most part, it's a one-woman team. And with a one-woman team means I can't be everywhere. I can't say yes to everything. I have to say no constantly. Get strong in your no muscles. Make sure you utilize them this holiday season. And since we are talking about the holidays, although we always talk about the holidays as we get closer and closer and closer to them, Start making a plan for what you will do and what you won't do when it comes to family visitations. Stop going to these family dinners when you know you're gonna come out more stressed than you are relieved. If you have the type of family that you enjoy going around because you're encouraged when you're around them, you like them, you love them, you wanna be around them, kudos to you. But there are many people who have these family members that are literally stressing them out to the point where they dread holiday dinners. I stopped doing all that. Years ago, I stopped all that. I'm not putting my feet under nobody's table by which I don't have an agreement with. Just not going to do it. I'm not going over to anyone's home uh, to sit and have conversation and coffee with when I know that it's not going to be good. Like I'm not going to do that. There is a scripture in the Bible. I don't know it offhand, but it talks about letting your peace return back to you. If I come into your home and you're not coming into my home, if I know you're not coming about peace, like you can stay right outside that door and we will holler at you when we see you on the, on the by and by. Nobody is coming in my house to stir up no pot. Nobody is coming to my house to stir up anybody in my house's mental health or their wellness. I will say no to whomever side of the family because I'm not dealing with it. My husband's not dealing with it. My kids are not dealing with it. Me and my husband have a very secure conversation about what it means to deal with family and or friends and what that may mean on visitations, what that may mean on, you know, events it's just not happening. No one is disturbing anybody's mental health in this house. I can't talk about what goes on in your house, but I do encourage you that as the holiday season come around, stop going over to the family member's house that you know is going to deprive you from your mental health and your wellness and some sort of peace. Because I'm telling you, it is not worth it for no turkey leg. You can make your own turkey leg at home. Listen, FYI, you can order some turkey legs and a whole dinner with all the the the, the, the trimmings from somewhere else. I'd rather come out of my pocket, buy a whole Thanksgiving dinner, have my dinner catered before I put my feet underneath the table of somebody that's going to drive me crazy before the night is over. Some folks, you get into their situations and they will drive you crazy before you even cut the turkey. Please prioritize your mental health and your wellness before you start visiting these family members who are habitual line steppers that are going to do the most. And family members, you know who you are. Let people come in the room. Let people enjoy their dinner. Literally let people come in and enjoy their dinner without the drama. Some of y'all are messy as hell. I'm sorry. Let me say that real clear. We'll say it with my chest. Some of y'all are messy as hell. And I don't need to be questioned about whether or not I'm getting married. I don't need to be questioned of whether or not I'm having another baby or when you're going to have a baby. Stop minding my uterus, mind yours. I people have listen. I used to do this ask toy, which I still kind of do. So if you are on my blog at toytime dot org, that's t o i t i m e dot org. I have an ask toy section, or not necessarily a section, but I do have ask toy uh, blogs on my po- on my page where I would ask people to submit their questions. And ninety percent of them, especially around the holidays, is how do I deal with so and so questioning me about certain personal aspects of my life. Can't folks just come together and eat? Like when you go to somebody else's house, people that are not your family, do you go over their house and start questioning them about 2011 things about who they're dating, who they ain't dating, who they was dating last week, who they dating this, this next month? Probably not. Probably not. So if you're not doing that with other people, let your own family members come in and have the chicken wing and have their turkey leg and be about their way. Like let them have their chicken legs, let them have their mac and cheese and they, and their uh, sweet potatoes and keep it moving. We don't need no other stuff Like we don't need the extras We don't need the drama We don't need any of that We need to be able to come together And enjoy a meal together Laugh Joke Have a toast Have a glass of champagne You know Enjoy our juice Let the kids sit at the kids table And have a great time It really should be laughter and fun This drama that y'all have At these family member uh, gatherings Is beyond me Folks that start brawling And fighting at parties If you have a party And you have a dinner And you invite me You fight one time I promise you You won't never see me My kids or my family ever again I'm not stepping my baby toe in your house because you ain't about nothing and we ain't nobody got time for that and people might be thinking are you serious people do that they do I went to a funeral where they started fighting I will never go to that people's family's funeral again I respect everybody I love everybody but it won't be me you just need one time I just need you to just act up one time like that just one time one time and I'm out at 5,000 I'm not playing no games. Let people come together and decide what it is best for them. And if somebody has decided that they don't want to come over to your house, please don't take offense to it. Sometimes it don't even be about you. It don't even have to be about any beef. Why are we grown and always looking for beef? Like it could just be simply, I don't want to get up. I want to sit at home with my stretchy pants Eat my chicken, eat my turkey, eat my tofu, whatever you eat, and mind my business. I just want to sit and watch the parade. I just want to sit and watch the football games. I want to be able to sit and drink all day without nobody clocking what I'm drinking. Or I may want to just enjoy my kids or my family. It don't always got to be about beef. Like, let grown people do what grown people want to do. I'm grateful for the family members that don't put pressure on me to say, Are you coming this year? Because you know I'm not. Um, I don't, I don't, I love that. Like, let me decide what I want to do. Let me decide if I want to participate in the Christmas uh, giveaway, Christmas uh, exchange. Let me decide that, right? Let me decide how I come in and when I don't want to come in. And when I have my period, which I live in my period on and off where I feel like I'm coming in, but I don't want to be in, or I kind of wave from the outside. Let me do that. Let other people do that. Let's get prepared for the holidays, but let's do it right. Take care of your mental health. This is the time of the year when people are losing everything, life, things, people, or they've already lost life, things, and people, and so their spirits are not as high as they would want it to be, be respectful of that. I do want to make sure that I give an appropriate moment. Yet another mass shooting in Maine. Over 18 people have died and 13 people have, are injured. And unfortunately, that number may rise as people go through their healing journey. It is just disgusting to me how we live in this country where, again, we don't have a grip on gun laws. Now, before y'all come for me, I am a military brat. I honestly believe we all should be having the ability to arm ourselves. I just don't think we need to have the ability to have a terror that we don't necessarily need. Anything that the military has, we don't personally need as civilians. We just don't. And if that's something that you feel you need to have, this may not be the place for you. Um to think about the people who are dead and wounded right now is unsurmountable. Like the fact that we have so many people who don't gather that, don't get that, don't put that into the thought process of the lives that are being touched. The people who are on the ground that are trying to help those, this is traumatic times. And this is why I say we have to prioritize our health because our mental health, because the way that life is happening all around us, it gets crazy really quick. So my heart goes out to every person that unfortunately lost their life and are wounded right now during this mass, um, shooting. And I pray nothing but healing and, um, that you have everything that you need as we go into this unforgivable time. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, I appreciate all of those who listen and share, make sure that you see, say, leave me a review. I like to read my reviews. I appreciate the reviews. Um, If you're not subscribed, go ahead and be a subscriber to the show because I love it. I love for you to be here. And again, we always talk about mental health. We always talk about wellness because it's important. Nothing that we do, we can do without having our minds right. And there are times when our minds are just not all the way there. We have those moments when we're on our low points, but then there are so many times we have our highs. It may have been all joking about the dating list, but truly figure out what works for you making sure that you do what's best for you. Do not let this world, uh, walk you out of a blessing of the man that you could have, or the woman that you can have in your life over the cheesecake factory. And reg- remember that regardless, try to enter something with grace. You know, if there's something that you truly do not like, it's okay to to say, it. it's not okay to be mean and malicious when you're doing it. Um, there's just no need for it. So Again, sending love to everybody who is hurting, not even just from this mass shooting, but just hurting in general. There are so many pains that people go through every single day that they silently go through every day because they don't feel like there's people in their lives that are worthy. I want you to take that in consideration. There could be people in your own inner circle, my own inner circle, that don't feel worthy enough to say that they're going through something because they know that they're going to be judged. They know they're not going to be well-received or they just don't have the strength to even formulate and put into words what they're going through. So for those who are having those moments or will continue to have those moments as time goes by, my heart and prayer is that everything will get worked out because everything does work out for our good. So sending you love. Thank you for listening and thank you. And we'll be back next week with Conversations with Toy.